Okay. Hello, welcome, Charlotte, Gastonia, Rock Hill, 704, all over. We are back after a long hiatus. Welcome back to this latest edition of Under Construction. As you can see, I'm your host, the angry black fan, Jamal Darby. To my left, we have Rodney Rob Pops Richardson. And, of course, we have Under Construction extended family at this point. I can't even say special guest. He's fam at this point. Carolina Blitz's own Vast I Hurt joins us once again. Always got to give it up for her. Hey, guys. Clap it up. Hello, hello, hello. So, Vast I, it has been a while since we've spoken with you. You have been hanging out um, in training camp. Uh, we got a lot to ask you. Um, before we went on today, there was a <laughs> – we got a treat this morning on Twitter. Why don't you tell us a little more about it? And tell us why Teddy Bridgewater is tired really? of have, getting – I have to do this? Yes, yes, yes. I'm putting you on the spot. You are literally no warning. No warning. No That's how we do it. Let's go. <laughs> hey man, look, we have, we have we we haven't been on in a while, so we gotta we gotta provide some explosive content this morning because you know we gotta we gotta get our fans back. So. I can't believe you guys. All right, so this is what happened because Carolina Blitz keeps our ears to the Carolina Panthers Nation streets. So there's a person on Twitter. I believe his Twitter is, and let me get this right. So A-O Freeze, that's A-Y-O-F-R-E-E-Z-E. He has been, he's from Charleston, South Carolina. He has been roasting Teddy Bridgewater since day one. And I don't mean just like regular, oh, you suck. <laughs> like he has been going heavy, heavy at Teddy Bridgewater ever since the Panthers announced that they were signing him and that Cam was leaving. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off real quick, Vastai, because there's something I want to include in this real quick. J okay. Just just to give fans some background on who this guy is. You know how some people have a pinned tweet on their on their Twitter profile. I'm going to read everybody this guy's pinned tweet. I'm going to read what I can. Let's, I'm going to put it like that. Bleep the Carolina Panthers in the front office of clowns for life. LMAO. Try, I ain't trying to hear ish from you blind fans either. And he has a, he has a gif of Cam Newton underneath uh, that, that pinned tweet. So oh, I oh, guess, oh, oh, you're missing out a detail too. I, I just pulled it up. You remember the infamous uh, Teddy, not Teddy, but uh, uh, Josh Norman and Cam Newton incident in training camp? Yeah. He has his face as Cam Newton's face <laughs> and Bridgewater on the back of the jersey as, as his back banner. This is hilarious. It's also a little scary, but that's not <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, as I said, if you are, if you are, if you are, if you are a part of Panthers Nation, you – have seen at least a couple of retweets from this guy. Now, this is not the first time that Teddy Bridgewater has interacted with him. Um, I believe he said something to him before. I would have to go back and research it, uh, but he ended up deleting the tweet, if I'm correct. But I, I if you if you follow Carolina Blitz, and I suggest that you do at Keep Blitz North. Yes. yes. I, I usually will screenshot these things. So this was like a maybe a month or so, maybe two months ago where he was going at Bridgewater and Bridgewater knows who this guy is because it's yep. a constant thing. So right. there is another gentleman on Twitter who follows because it's part of Panthers Twitter. And he tweeted, his name is AOT time nine. He's from Atlanta. 
Uh, he's from Charlotte, but he lives in Atlanta, and he's a Panther fan. Are, 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 are we sure this is not the same dude? No, it's not the same dude. He, <laughs> said, he tweets. He tweets. Man, all we need for today is for at Teddy Bridgewater. He added him to wish Ao Freeze, the guy from Charleston who constantly roasts him, a happy birthday, and it'd be official that 2020 is wild. Well. <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. Uh, AO two time nine sent that at 11.09. Bridgewater responded at 11.15. Happy birthday, little mama. And added AO free. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Teddy Bridgewater said, happy birthday, little mama. This is this awesome. This is the guy we're talking about. So the this shade is levels awesome. in this uh, is, is, is ridiculous. Hey, man, First look. Off, I wasn't expecting he came with the yopper, yo. I was not. He's from <laughs> I I just tweeted. it. Don't forget, like Teddy is from the mud. Like he is from the mud. From he's, Miami, from, man. he's from the hood. He will he will roast you. And I thought that his response was perfect. A perfect response. He didn't go in on him. It was just the, the little mama was enough to let you know what he thinks <laughs> of this guy. Hey, hey, this is probably gonna be his pin tweet next. <laughs> be I don't know. Oh, and in order to do full reporting, um, AO Freeze replied and quote tweeted saying, um, thank you, LMAO. I'm sorry, I appreciate that. Now back to the tank. We got a QB to draft number one overall next April. <laughs> and here's a picture of the tank. You can oh, see. Oh, crap. It's the tank. And it, there's uh, Marty Herney carrying a gas can. And Teddy Bridgewater is on the gas can. So Come on, man. There's, there's, there's my full reporting of what's going on on Panthers Twitter today. It's wild. Look. Look, man, needless to say, it has been an eventful morning here in North Carolina. We got earthquakes. We got quarterbacks clapping back at random fans. We, 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 got, we, got, we got a lot going on going on in NC this morning, man. But on the more important things, Rash Ty, you've been hanging out in training camp. Um, observations. Here's one question I want to know so far. And I know it's very, very, very early. But here's one thing I want to know. Matt Rule. Told told the players, y'all turn that damn music off until y'all get to the playoffs. Of course, he didn't say it in, in, in those words. However, Matt, Matt Rule Matt Rule did not say that. And let me let me we media has not been allowed to be at training training camp, so we have not okay. seen anything. Uh, okay. We just have uh, press conferences with the players and coaches, um, pretty much on a daily basis. We don't have one today. But gotcha. we have not we have not had access because of COVID. We have not had access to any of the training camp. My mistake. All. Okay. All right. So with that, so that being said, change, that may change things. Yeah, 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 yeah. With that being said, so with the whole incident about not turning on the music, do you foresee a, a, a big change in, in in the approach, so to speak? Is is it? Do you, do you see there's going to be a big difference between how Ron Rivera ran things? And how Matt Rule is going to run things around here now? I guess that's what I'm getting at. I, you know, I don't know. So that quote, and when it, I first heard it during the press conference, it was very interesting because uh, 
Matt Rule was asked about Teddy Bridgewater. And of course, he had glowing praise for Teddy Bridgewater, as he usually does. He's all right. about football. He's all ball. And basically, he said, in a, in a time where guys, you know, love the music and they're all about music, Teddy Bridgewater told them to cut the music off at oh, practice. Oh, Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater said, cut the music off at practice. And he said, quote, we're not ready for that yet. And so I personally don't, you know, I love working out to music. Whenever I performed athletically, I always listen to music to get me hype. Um, I guess this is Teddy's way of kind of asserting himself as the leader. Um, yeah. I don't know how players, though, feel about it. Because, you know, these days, playing music at practice is a, it's pretty normal. Yeah, you know, yeah, we right. all know, you know, Cam was known for grabbing the auxiliary cord and pumping it up at practice. So right. I think that this is, I don't know if it's a new norm, but I think it's, I think it's the new regime kind of saying, okay, we're here and we're going to do things our way. And I guess it's like, a, it's a subtle way to say, you know, this is, this is our, this is our thing. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how the veterans are going to receive it, but as of right now, you know, that's that. That's the type of move that I interpret that as. Gotcha. Hey, Josh, I got a quick question for you. Uh, there are reports that Russell Okun was uh, considering retirement. Is this a surprise? Is this an actual surprise to the organization? Uh, I, I know you mentioned that he was supposed to be on the Zoom call uh, yeah. last week or something. He didn't show up. Is, is this connected to it? Do you think? Well, I immediately thought that that it was connected to it because we haven't talked to him since mm -hmm. he was signed. Uh, yeah. And that's not usual. Usually, we at least get a press conference with, um, with a with a, a new a new player. Um, he did tweet though uh, this morning that um, he said, "Can't he he quote he quote tweeted the report from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, and he said, cancel legacy sports media and uh, cancel legacy sports media, another dying business.' So basically." He and then under that he had the video from um, uh, what's the video from Wall Street where he said I'm not going anywhere. Oh, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's his answer of saying you know I guess he's not retiring. Uh, but uh, prior to that tweet, I automatically thought okay at the last minute he's not showing up for media availability. Maybe he is you know rethinking things. Um, I saw a report and I've heard rumblings in the street that guys who don't feel safe playing you know and don't want didn't necessarily feel want to opt out on that hard deadline that the nfl gave may mm -hmm. use retirement as an option um and then come out of retirement you know once once yeah, it's a true. safer environment but apparently russell okun based on twitter this morning at 10 14 he's not retiring all right, good. So, so the Panthers can put the receipt back in the, in the, in their pocket, so we don't, we don't have to worry about getting getting a bad return on that one. All right. Uh, now, as far as the Carolina Panthers are concerned, um, at you know, unless people have been under a rock, we don't have Cam Newton anymore, who is now in New England. I know we are Charlotte's. Uh, Charlotte-based sports podcast. We do not live in New England. We don't have access. I get all that. However, with Cam Newton being such a powerful figure here in Charlotte, share your thoughts on what Cam Newton can accomplish in New England this year. And what, what, how, how do we see Cam Newton and Bill Belichick meshing this year? That, 
I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic. Rodney, what are your thoughts on that, sir? Um, with eight players opting out in New England, I don't think he might not, may not accomplish that much. Uh, he might just help them tread water. I mean, to me, they're probably the second best team in that division behind Buffalo. Um, and to me, they actually are valid concerns of how him and Belichick will mesh. Uh, one former Panthers player, time may expound on this a little more. Uh, stated that they were uh, that he he thinks the old regime kind of coddled Cam and and and, and protected him from criticism. I don't know how true that is or not, but I I I don't know how well this season will go for New England since they're missing a lot of their key pieces. Yeah, Vashti, what did you got? I was trying to look for the tweet, but yeah, it was a report that why I, why I am drawing a blank as to who his name his was. name I forget, yeah. Uh, defensive player, um, love, love, yes, Kyle Love. Kyle, Kyle Love. Love. Uh, he basically said that you know when Cam would make mistakes, the team, the coaches would not hold him responsible because he fe- they felt like he might not be receptive. But he didn't use the word receptive. Uh, he basically said he wouldn't, maybe he wasn't strong enough. I'd have to look at the exact quote. I must have deleted it out of my phone. But you know, I think that Cam is motivated. Mm-hmm. I think that, though, you know, it really depends on what the goal is for the New England Patriots this year. With with as many players as they have opting out, I don't know if they – I don't think they see Cam as their quarterback of the future with that yeah. with the deal they signed him to. So he's maybe just a stopgap. I think Cam looked at this as an opportunity to prove himself, but I don't even know if he'll be able to get that, not if they are looking to draft eventually – their quarterback for the future and you know maybe they'll just chop this season up uh and maybe or maybe they'll go with Stidham and let him kind of get his feet wet if they're resigning to the fact that you know they're not trying to um make the the type of uh Super Bowl playoff push that they're they're used to doing as far as Cam and Belichick I think that they'll get along fine because Cam is a new guy in town and everybody thinks that Cam is not able to humble himself. I don't think that that's the case. Cam came into Carolina. He kind of humbled. He was kind of behind Steve Smith. They cut Steve Smith so that Cam could grow into his leadership role. That was kind of right. the, the story. Um, so Cam understands the Cam understands structure. Cam understands hierarchy and, and respect. And, you know, right now it, you know, when he was in Carolina, this is Cam Newton's team. It's Belichick's team, and and he'll be able to 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 fall in line and do what he needs to do uh, in order to maintain his personal integrity, but also get along with the team. What you think, Jamal? Um, I'll be interested. I'm interested to see how Cam will, will will prove some narratives false because you know I think for the people that hate Cam Newton. I think they're expecting probably some kind of, some type of fallout. They're expecting some type of uh, I don't know some type of dissension between him and Bill Belichick. But you know that narrative has been false for a long time. Man, Cam is a professional, just like a lot of other quarterbacks are. You know, people mistake his flair and his confidence and and, and what what some perceive as cockiness. They they perceive that that that's something that gets in the way of his professionalism. And I, again, I've always thought that's a false narrative. So I can't really wait for that to be proven false because I'm pretty confident that it will be proven false. Because I and not and not to mention, I mean, from from the looks of things, you know, care. Of course, we're not there with him, but from the way everything looks from the outside, this dude's hungry. 
he, yeah. he's got something to prove this year, man. So, you know, if 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 the narrative were true that he's not humble or whatever the words you're looking for, he has all the motivation to be this year. He's to me, he's wildly underpaid. I don't care what the circumstances were. Um, so so he he has so much motivation to prove people wrong, man. And I can't wait to see it, honestly. So because I don't know what's going to happen around here with this with these Carolina Panthers. So I will we'll have a couple of things to be interested in because I don't know if it's going to be interesting football around the around Charlotte. So remains to be seen. It's not. Look, look, we can play those games if you want. This is not going to be interesting. Look, man, I kind of feel like, and I and I've been saying this the last couple of weeks, but I, I know you know this is kind of like a way too early prediction. Like we, we're so anxious and we want to <laughs> start discussing the records and stuff, but it's kind of too early for that, man. Like I told y'all, I kind of feel like the Panthers are going to be like an arena arena league team. Like it's going to be a lot of forty to thirty seven scores. I don't think we're going to have trouble scoring, but we got seven rookies who are counting on defensively, so. How's that going? I read something earlier. Like we have our, our average defensive age, starter age is like twenty three. Yeah, right. twenty three. That, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's that's not a recipe for success. Right. Uh, Vasai. With that being said, um, with, with the press conferences that you're attending, have you heard much from the coordinators? Have you have you heard much from 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 any of the new coaches lately? Because I'm kind of interested to to, to kind of hear their approach for the season. We have not heard, not since training camp began. We have not heard from Joe Brady. We have not heard from Phil Snow. Now, when Joe Brady was first hired, there was a training, there was a press conference. And then I believe there was a second press conference a couple of months ago that he did. Um, right now, we're only getting what the players tell us. Now, I will say this. Anytime a defensive player is asked about Phil Snow, he absolutely lights up. Okay. Okay. They, they, right, yeah. Dante Jackson is, is, is really liking him, and he's also liking the new, um, the new, uh, uh, cornerbacks coach. I forget okay. his name, but I think that that's notable because do you, I don't know if you guys remember, but Rashad Golden, when he left, yeah. he mm -hmm. tweeted that he had tweeted that, um, uh, who was the defensive backs coach that was very Fuel. Fuel, yeah. He had yeah. said that he tried to take his love of football away from him. And now, yeah, so, you know, and Dante Jackson sort of alluded to that, how the new secondary coach is younger. They talk all the time. He can relate to him. So I'll be really interested to see the step that Dante specifically takes because he seems to have a better relationship with, with the coaches, defensively specifically. But KK, KK Short, like anytime anybody's asked about Phil Snow, they're like, man, I love Phil Snow. And that's so, the first thing I have to say. And so here's what I want to know. So Perry Fuel is like, there's a reputation that's kind of preceding him right now. So what was it? What what what, what was so off-put? Do, do you have any info as to what was so off-putting about Perry Fuel? I don't know. I just think he may, I think he may be one of those old school type Old coaches. school. Yeah. Right, right, and, right. And at some point, you have to adapt with the times. And yeah. you can be an older coach and come from an older, old, old school type model and still be relatable and your players love you. I think about Mac Brown down at UNC. 
Mac Brown right. is old, right? Mm -hmm. But his <laughs> players love him, and he's hired staff around him that are younger. So you have a good balance of old school and new school. And I think right. that Perry was very set in his ways. You're going to do it my way or not. Mm -hmm. And he did yeah. not relate to his players the way that he needed to. Um, right. and, and, you know, we all know when you go to work and you hate your boss or you hate your work environment, it has an effect on your performance. Your performance, absolutely. Um, so I think that that's kind of, if we, if we look to see how the defense kind of trailed off last year and yeah. got really, you know, bad um yeah that could have been a reason for it yeah so Vash, i got a question for you so ha how have the guys been responding uh to teddy bridgewater uh, do, do, do they seem to get along well with him they all say good things about him now let's let's keep note he's they're not going to say oh i hate teddy but the <laughs> guys when asked they say that teddy is a pro i hear that word a lot um mm -hmm. i hear that he's approachable a lot um and they say that he's fun uh, the guys, the guys seem to like him. You know, we'll see. We'll kind of maybe see more uh, if and when we're able to look at practice. You know, guys will tell you what you need to. What you get the PC answers a lot sometimes. Gotcha. You know, yeah. in press conferences. Yeah. But if you're at an actual practice, maybe you can see how guys are interacting. You can get right. more of an idea of, of the relationship. But I haven't heard any bad things. A lot of guys say that he is a pro. He's very serious about football, and um, he's approachable. Those are the things that I hear repeatedly. Okay, and, and one more question for you. Uh, you may have some insight into this. So how are they holding team meetings uh, in COVID? I, I know all of them don't get in one room. Like, how is that done? So they've done, like, a total rehaul of Bank of America Stadium. Um, I know that they have, put, they have lockers, and there's a locker in between each locker. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody is spaced out. So they have, they've utilized the whole stadium. So, um, like old meeting rooms are not meeting rooms anymore. So they like, uh, like meeting areas upstairs in the suites. So for mm -hmm. the team meetings, if you've been to bank of America stadium, if you've been on the suite level, you know, the yep. large concourse where people eat and stuff, that's their right. meeting room. And everybody oh, has their own little round table where they sit and the tables are spaced out six feet apart. Also, they've turned the um, the suites into personal personal rooms for each player. So each player oh. has, a, a, they turn the boxes into suites for the player. So each player has the suite that they go to and that, that's their own personal suite. They do whatever that they want to do with it. They're able to access, they have TVs in there. So I think they may do some Zoom meetings on it. They have the schedules on there. So they have done a lot in order to um, facilitate uh, an environment of social distancing. Oh, wow. All right. All right. So have you heard a lot from Rule, from Matt Rule uh, around this time? Uh, ha has he given you anything that he's really impressed with or anything he's really concerned with at this early uh, stage yet? Not really. I mean, I think he's, you know, he's heard glowing things about Teddy Bridgewater. Um, he said that uh, he thinks that Dante Jackson can step up this season and be, you know, the guy as far as in the secondary. Oh, um, uh, he's going to have to be. <laughs> Not much choice. But he did say that he feels like he's there. Uh, okay. And, um, as far as offense, you know, Rule is a defensive coach, but 
I, you know, I don't know how much he interacts with Joe Brady, but we hear, oh, we're really excited about the offense that Joe Brady is running. Uh, we don't, we haven't really gotten a lot of player assessment stuff from him uh, because I know that they haven't, they haven't been in pads yet. And um, it's been more of like a walkthrough type practice. And yeah. so, uh, so yeah, but you know, from from Matt Rule right now, if you listen to enough of his press conferences, it's you know, Appreciate it's real motivational. It's motivational. Uh, so you you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, you know, he right now things are going well, so he says, and and he's looking forward to the season. I did see in the piece that he does not. I know everybody thinks that this is a a gap year, and he acknowledged that it's usually taken him three years to get to a championship game, but mm -hmm. he does not want that to be the case with the Panthers. He wants to get to a championship game sooner than that. Um, why can't he make, why can't they make a splash this year? So, um, you know, we're some thinking that, <laughs> we're some <laughs> thinking that Matt Rule is, you know, on thinking about possibly, you know, Talking this season up, he's I guess he's in a win now type mode. Let me, let me let me ask both of you guys a question. We see what's going on with baseball and COVID. Do you guys honestly think NFL players can behave enough for there to for the for there to actually be a full season? Um, you know the obviously the expectation is for all these players to be professional at the end of the day. However. You have a football team. There are more people to manage. Now, owners, coaches, those who are in authority are not paid to be adult babysitters. With that being said, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I put it to you like this. If I were a coach, if I were a head coach of an NFL team, I think my job would be five times harder than it normally is this season because of these special circumstances. And, and I wouldn't want to be the one to kind of oversee all that stuff. Now, to, to answer your question more directly, I'll say, yeah, because it's the expectation. Some of these younger guys, you kind of worry about them, you know what I mean, with, with, with you know, with this extraordinary circumstance and not having access to, to things we normally do and boredom setting in and you, you're 21 years old, you got a whole bunch of money, nothing to do. You know, it, it's, it's certain things that you may worry about. But they're not in the they're not in the business of of, of managing those type of things. Man, so. look, man, look, I, look, I drove around uptown on Friday night, and mm -hmm. I seen a whole bunch of twenty one, twenty two, right? Yeah. And man, it, look, you, look, if you, you drove around, I, I I can't tell the difference between three months ago, between six months ago, and now. I mean, everybody's waiting in line to get in bars. I'm just like, mm -hmm. like if, if I'm a twenty three year old, twenty four year old, can I honestly stay away from that? That's I think that's going to be a key. And Shaq Thompson said that like, I think that was last week. It, it not, he, he's not worried about the older guys. He said that it's the younger guys who don't have families, who yeah. don't may not have the, the structure that comes with a vet. OK, you got a wife right. to go. You got kids you got to go pick up from school like the younger kids, the younger guys who fresh out of college. They got fat pockets. They want to go to the club. They, they, they got more money than they've ever had. Yep. <laughs> they want to go to the club. They want to get crunk and they want to get girls. And that's that's going to be tough for to have somebody. And I think about myself like right out of college. I'm a yep. millionaire. Like I'm going to want to hit the club. 
I'm going yeah. to go want to get a section, and I want to go want to. I'm going to want to show myself, like y'all, I'm here. So that's going to be the tough part. That's going to be. Well, I I, I feel like. I, I feel like I think that they can, but honestly, realistically, like I said from the beginning, it's going to be very hard to conduct any type of football this yeah. year. Yeah. V, did we lose you? Vashti? Vashti, did we lose you? All right. Uh, we're hoping at some point Vashti will uh, re rejoin us. Yeah. I think we lost the here she comes. No, I, I just removed her and tried to bring her back in. Okay. But, but, right, but you, you go on. Yeah, no, to, to continue that 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 discussion, man. Um, you know, these young kids are gonna get a a, a very valuable lesson in professionalism. Cause again, this is an extraordinary circumstance. And look, we got Vastai back just in time, so cool. We yeah, we we, we lost it for a second. We we're losing her again. Oh no. So anyway, um, you know, unfortunately, man, there's a lot of places in South Bend that can accommodate <laughs> a lot of these kids' wishes. Uh, you know, club club uh, club explicit can accommodate a lot of these kids if they man, still want to go look, out. Look, look, I'm gonna be real with you, man. And look, when I was 22, <laughs> 23 years old, man, and I got my first little job making my little bit of money, man. I was out on Tuesday nights. I was out on Wednesday nights. I hung over, hung over at work at the hospital back in the day. I mean, you give me millions. I'm in Onyx. I'm in, I'm in Magic City. I'm everywhere, man. I, 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 I can't fake the funk on this one. So look, here, here's the difference, though. When, when we were in our twenties doing that kind of stuff, our jobs are not on TV. So if we mess up. We don't have thousands of people yelling at us and saying you suck. I hope these kids realize that. Like they have a big job. They have a big job where this is the NFL. If, if if you have a weakness, it will get exposed. And if it consistently keeps getting exposed, you won't have a job anymore. And so, again, this I think is going to be a very hard lesson for some of these kids in professionalism. Yeah. Vasai, you still you got you with us? I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. We don't know what happened. We got you. My wife started acting up. But anyway, I agree. It's going to be tough. Um, but I, I think that I, I don't think I think it's a wrap for college football. Yeah. Quite honestly. Yeah. I think college football is a wrap. I think that the NFL could pull it off um at least at the beginning. Uh they're at least gonna try their hardest to try to do something. But I think that these vets are gonna stay on those young kids behind. I don't feel I don't think that they're gonna look and say, usually with football teams, you figure, okay, we're all grown men. You do what you do, I do what I do, as long as we get it done on the field. Right. Usually, and that's usually the case. But now what you do off the field impacts the entire team. So yeah, I expect I expect guys to really stand these young cats' ears and be like, yo, you know. If we need, if y'all want to do something, let's plan a house, do something at the house, make sure everybody got masks on. They'll try to do more stuff like that, but it's just, it's, oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So speaking of leagues who are handling this pandemic, and in my opinion, handling it very well, the NBA's back. The NBA's been back for a few weeks now. Um, 
you know, it's a, again, just an extraordinary circumstance. We are, we're watching these basketball games in a bubble in Florida. We have uh, what, 22 teams in, in this bubble. Um, Just want to talk about everyone's early impressions overall with the bubble. I'll start first. Um, You know, I expected a lot of sloppy play in the beginning, which we did see in the beginning. I expected a lot of teams to be out of sync, which we're seeing in the, which we're seeing now. Uh, my favorite part of the bubble has been watching the Lakers struggle. That's been my the the, the most entertaining thing for me. Um, also, <laughs> I Lakers fans, uh, <laughs> but, but overall, man, it's been a pretty entertaining product. Uh, Rodney, what are your thoughts on the bubble, man? Who, 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 who are some teams that are impressing you so far? Who are some teams man, that are not impressing you? Man, look, man, look. I'm gonna say something controversial. Controversial, man. You play better without stop seeing you. Uh, <laughs> actually, man, look, look, look. In the bubble, man. I look. I like the intensity that that the guys are actually playing with. I yeah. really like that intensity. I do. And. I like the chippiness, and then to me, the the actual fans were kind of of a distraction to me. But mm-hmm. man, like I've been impressed watching the Pacers play, the Phoenix Suns, man. The Phoenix Suns, who are five and zero oh in the bubble, who man, expect look, who saw that coming? Look, I actually like Miami and and and, and Luca, man, Luca Doncic, man. That, that that cat is really good. Yeah, who's and, disappointing you? <sighs> Boston, man, a little bit. Yeah. Boston. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually disappointing that Danny Ainge, the great Danny Ainge, with all those picks, didn't capitalize on, on some of those draft picks because Boston bench is kind of thin to me. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, 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 I don't feel excited for them. And then the, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, tanking 76ers, man, I, I, I that, that, that whole <laughs> experiment, man, it's just, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's got to break up soon. I, I don't see Embiid and Simmons playing together too much longer because same. the styles just clash, man. And and they're too good not to be a top two or three seed in the top two or three seed in the East, man. Right, right. And now I, I feel the same way about the Sixers, man. I think, you know, the last two or three years, the Sixers have had some pretty lofty expectations. Yeah. Maybe not from them, but from everyone else. I mean, everybody has championship expectations for this team, man, but they keep falling short. And, and I, I, I agree with you 100%. I don't know if the Simmons and Embiid experiment is going to last very long. And I think they'd be better off trying to find a better fit. You know, because yeah. because we yeah. both know that sometimes when you load a bunch of talent up, it doesn't always fit together. We, we, we've seen that time and time again, man. And, you know, specifically the, the two dogs on the team don't fit. Now, yeah. it, it, and, and let me know if you agree with this or not, but if I'm, if I'm the GM for the Sixers and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking about who I want to trade and get assets back, I'd probably try to get rid of Simmons first. Do you agree with that or not? Uh, you want me to be quite honest with you, man? Yeah, man. Long term, I think Simmons has the ability to be more healthier. Long term. Yeah. Okay. I think Simmons has the ability, if you truly space out the floor, to kind of play Giannis-like. Right. And so I would keep Simmons. I, I would keep Simmons. I think you get more of a haul for Embiid. And then you can cater to Simmons' style 
and kind of space out the floor with nothing but shooters all around him. And and, and I honestly think Simmons can thrive in, 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 that, in that type of environment. Right. If he now here here's the thing, man. At one point, do the Sixers just get tired of this guy not shooting the ball? Since we're in this new age NBA where power forwards are kind of I don't know, it's kind of necessary for the for power forwards to hit threes. Man. At what point do they get? Do they say, all right, you know what? We're tired of the Ben Simmons experience. We can get we can get a haul back for him. Let's Man. be done with it. To me, to honestly, to me, he's the ultimate small ball five. He can block shots, play defense, switch, and everything like that. I, I think he, I think he's very underrated defensively. I, I don't think people really realize how good of a defensive player he is. Yeah. And then you have every he can create his own shot and create for others. You can have him in that ultimate Draymond Green type role if, if you think about it. But I mean, Philly has now, a lot of things. Philly has a lot of things to answer when they get bounced out the first round this year. <laughs> Speaking of Draymond Green, so as of this morning, Draymond Green has been fined $50,000. I was waiting on that. I was waiting on that. Yeah, $50,000 because he basically said, Devin Booker, you are wasting your time with the Phoenix Suns, who, by the way, are 5-0 in the bubble. I must mention that again. Best time since we just got you back on. Share your thoughts about – No, you're fine. You're fine. Share your thoughts about Draymond Green – tampering <laughs> with the Phoenix Suns and his comments about Devin Booker. What do you, what do you think about that? I mean, I knew it was coming. I, you know, I, there are a couple, let's talk about Draymond Green, the commentator. I yeah. appreciate his candor. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate yeah. his candor, but I mean, God, Lee, he is annoying. I, I, there's, <laughs> some, there's just something about him. I'm just not digging up there. I just think he feels himself a little bit too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the league has rules. If they can find magic for everything that he did, right, it right, right. going to be a time when, you know, Draymond, who is a member of another team, can't just basically say, hey, come on over here. You just can't do that. You I can't mean, do that. I, I mean, I, I, honestly, Draymond didn't lie. I mean, but <laughs> like you said, there are rules. Well, <laughs> maybe so. But Book is in in the bubble and Draymond isn't right now. Well, right. You got to look at you got to look at Draymond. Draymond is a coattail writer. And oh, definitely. Once his people comes back, he, he'll get that bravado back on the court next year. Right, because right, because nobody talks about the lack of it this year. Because we didn't we didn't really hear much from Draymond uh, this past season, which is another story. But but anywho, right, but 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 anywho, man, like to to me, man, at at the very least, it is a total lack of professionalism. If I'm Robert Sarver, regardless of what you think of me, <laughs> regardless of what you think about the Phoenix Suns brass, I, I mean, I'm furious, man. Like you know what I'm saying, like I. I, I can't sit here and watch a player, not even another owner, not another general manager, not another coach lobby for another player to leave my star player to leave my team. But another guy, a, a, a third guy on another team to lobby for my star player to get out of there, especially when we're trending upwards. Now, people may not. I, I know what you're going to say, Rodney. I know what you're going to say. People may say, oh, man, you know, this is just a bubble. I don't know if we can read too much into this, but let me remind you, 
De- DeAndre Ayton is trending upward. We don't know if his potential has been unlocked yet. So if I'm Devin Booker next year and I and I weigh my options, I'm like, this guy might be pretty good. So if I get if I'm getting paid enough, maybe I should stick around. I don't know. We we don't know. So if if I'm Robert Sauver, I'm pissed. I'm like, shut up. I want to keep my guy. Stay out of my business, man. Jamal, do you have a hangover today? I do actually. So, okay. but I, I, st- I still stand by what I said. It makes sense now. <laughs> now, now, Rodney, you knew I was going to come at this from this perspective as well. Let's talk about it from a fan perspective. If Draymond does this two years ago, and this is Kimba Walker. I'm ready to go fight Draymond Green, regardless of what the reality was going to be, regardless of whether we knew he was going okay, or not. Look, look, look I got to keep the same energy. It was true then, like it's true now. I mean, it's true, man, but it just it look coming from him, it's a bad look, man. Like I, 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 I don't care if it's true or not. Some things are better left unsaid, especially from him. <laughs> that's I mean, look, that's my look, point. Look, 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 to be quite honest with you, what kind of discussions do you think these players are actually having in the bubble? Look, look, I, I, I'm sure off court these players talk and text each other and, and arrange for what's going to happen when it comes. I'm sure it does. I'm positive it does. Again, we have to have some kind of decorum and some type of professionalism, man. You can't be in press conferences <laughs> lobbying for people to get off you. You just can't do that, man. I'm sorry. Can't, can't do it. Can't do it. Anyway, enough of the Phoenix Suns. I'd see the day where Jamal was calling for professionalism and decorum. I don't know what is that supposed to mean. I'm not sure what you what you mean by. Hey, man, look, uh, look, Jamal, you can take it any way you want to take it, but I understand Vash time. I don't. I don't know what y'all mean. I don't. I'm not not sure what y'all. I, I'm, I'm blown. About it. I'm blown. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you I, look, I'm not in the NBA. I don't get paid millions of dollars. I, we do a fledgling podcast, so it's it's just different dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anywho. More from more from the bubble, man. And and here, here's something I wanted to talk about today. There is a matchup that is shaping up right now. And, and if it if it if it you know if we if we get what we want, ultimately the Portland Trail Blazers may be locked in a playoff battle, first round playoff battle with the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. If you are a if you are a betting man or woman, who would you put your money on at this point? Vasta, I take it first. I mean, I'm putting my money on L.A. I I just – LeBron's not losing in the first round of the playoffs. It's just not happening. I don't care how good Portland is looking right now. I don't care how Dame Dollars handles business and how clutch he is. I can't see King James losing in the first round. It's just not happening. Rodney, what you got? Ditto. (laughs) We know you about to hate Jamal. We see it. No, 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 I'm going to offer. Listen, I'm going to offer an objective opinion. All right. (laughs) (laughs) The Lakers have a really big problem right now with guard play. The guard play pretty much stinks. They have another problem that no one seems to be talking about. LeBron James is having some nagging issues and injuries right now. Don't know how long they're going to last. You know, I don't know how serious they are. However, those two things are a very, very big concern. Now, the Portland Trailblazers 
who are getting healthy. That is the big key. The big key is they got they got some they got Nurkits back, they got Collins back, they got their bigs back. So they're not struggling to try to just put Carmelo Anthony at power four and expecting him to be guarding these starting fours, which that's not the, the best fit for him. Carmelo Anthony, skinny mellow, like we like to call him now. He's been he's been he's been a, a, a really good contributor for them. With all that being said, I won't pick anybody. All I'm saying is I think the series would be very, very interesting. And I think it would be closer than a lot of people think. That's all I'll say. See, wasn't that objective, y'all? I didn't I didn't say Lakers and six. Lakers and six. <laughs> I got you. Lakers not losing a seven game series. No. At all. Whoa. No. I mean, no. like, no, no, no. I mean, I mean to Portland. To okay. Portland. Oh. Okay. 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 I, I thought you the Lakers, I said, no, the Lakers aren't losing a seven game series. To Portland in the first round. It's not happening. I agree. I agree. All right. With that being said, right now, is Houston or LA the favorite to come out the West right now? LA, the Clippers. Really? The Clippers. You you really? Look, the Clippers gonna win it all. Are you you, now, you, now you ride me? I can't ride with you on this one. I, nah, sorry, man. Because actually, the Clippers to me have been pretty disappointing, in my opinion. They, they don't look all that great to me, man. And, and, look, and look, look, look at it like this: Lou Williams was out on quarantine. Pat Beverly was out on quarantine. He just came back. Montrez Harrell is still out. His mother passed away. R.I.P. And they're they still have to jail. And, and, and they're going to have an easy first round. They, they better hurry up, Rodney. You, you, you're saying that like say, it's three months left in the season, about, bro. You're talking about Jalen. Like, the fact that Montrez Harrell has not been in that bubble for this extended period, and he's one of their key pieces, key role players, like, come to playoffs, you should already be jailed. That, that was, should be a problem. Right. Well, this the, is the time the, 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 for you to come back. Gather yourself, get it together. If you're still talking about jelly playoff time, you in trouble, bro. Well, the Lakers I agree. <laughs> they got the same issues. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I, I I don't disagree with that. And, 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 and as much as I love James Harden, I can't see him winning the title. I, I, I just I can't. Like ever? <laughs> ever? You mean like ever? Wow. Okay. Wow. I don't know. Houston, Houston nasty. And and James does not James this time does not have to be that guy, like the only guy. Like he has help. He has um, help, right? I mean, he had help with Chris Paul. Chris Paul is better than Westbrook. No, Chris Paul help and Westbrook help are two different kinds of help. I, I, I'll say this. Listen, listen. Let, let, let me let me get my thoughts in on the Rockets because they because they're a very intriguing team in my opinion. So let me let me get my thoughts real quickly. Rodney, to your point, I thought CP3 was a better fit with James Harding. I'm not. I don't think he's a better player than Russell Westbrook. If he, that makes he's sense. Better player than Westbrook. Nah, I, I don't know about that, bro. But he no, he was no, definitely no, a better I'm fit. Serious right now. <laughs> I am dead serious. Rodney, he's a better player than Westbrook. Do you have a hangover this morning? <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, with that, with that being said, here's my concern with the Rockets. So we we know the Rockets; they pretty much don't value centers or anybody over six eight. And come playoff time, I, I think what they do works right now. But come playoff time, when things get tight and things get slow and things get you know when you got to grind it out. 
I don't know if that formula is going to work come playoff time. I don't know if they have to face a team like the Lakers who have uh, uh, who have Anthony Davis on that team. I don't know if if if, if their lack of rebounding and interior uh, uh, defense is going to really, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to jive well for them. So I, I couldn't, if I'm a betting man, I couldn't put my money on the Rockets to win anything. I really could. Harden, Harden is not going to win a ring. Haven't was that Giannis? He had to check that time, and he did a good job. Was it Giannis? I think did y'all so, watch yeah. that game? And Harden Boy. had to, Harden was matched up with Giannis in the post. He did a good job on that on that one play toward the end of the game. He's not going to be able to do that for no. a series all the time. No, 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 no. I totally agree. Totally agree. No. So, 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 I I got a final question. Why wasn't Devontae Graham a finalist for most improved player? Oh, I, oh, I, for the Charlotte Hornets. Hello, hello. Did y'all see what Luca said? Yep. We we saw what Luca said. Shout out to yeah. Luca Doncic. Yeah, I really like Luca. Like when he hit that pass, I was Luka's like, that dude. Luca's that dude. He's that dude. Oh, that was nice. But yeah, he plays for the Charlotte Hornets. Listen. The Charlotte Hornets, it, it, I, I, I watched the Master P documentary. Now, mind you, I wasn't in Charlotte during this time. But, like, I did go to a couple games at the Coliseum. Like, Charlotte, the Hornets were lit. I, I just don't know what it's going to take to bring that flair back. I think the city wants that type of. There, there's an easy answer for that. A winner. Win basketball games. That, that, that. Win consistently, but but Vasta to to kind of expound on that, and we we mentioned this often during the OG Hornets, during the old garb of the Hornets, whatever you know, the Hornets were the new kid in town. They did not have the Panthers to compete with. You know what I mean? Charlotte was Charlotte wasn't as, for lack of a better term, sophisticated yet. For lack of a better term, we had nothing else to do. There were they, Charlotte had the Hornets, and that was it. Downtown was a bunch of bunch of banks that closed at six o'clock. There wasn't any nightlife hardly. It was just the Hornets and some little stuff to do. So it, it felt more like community because it's not like the Hornets were like championship contenders back then either. We had we had a better team obviously than we than we do now. But at the same time, it was just more community. It it it, it was more like I right, this is kind of our thing. This it's it's what Charlotte's identity is because we didn't have any other identity. You know what I mean? We didn't have a thousand breweries and and the, and the Panthers and the booming bank businesses and all that's going on. So, so to answer the question, when Charlotte, when when God finally blesses us with the with the star and a winning product, maybe that will return. Who remains to be seen? Or we'll be in Seattle. Stop All right, man. <laughs> no, don't say that. that. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that, man. Look, people don't care. A lot of people don't care. Jordan is not moving that team to Seattle. No, I I, I doubt that happens. So, anyway, I think speak, speaking of the Charlotte Hornets, we are not there in the bubble. Obviously, <laughs> and we we posted a question on on Twitter. Uh, it basically says. Is the Hornets not being in the bubble a bad thing? Ronnie, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, I Honestly, the guys were starting to jail toward the end of the season. And I would have loved to see them go to the bubble 
to get that extra practice time in and, and that bonding experience and, 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 and also to interact with the other players as well. Because, you know, right. players talking things of that nature. So I would have loved more practice time for the younger guys. Um, we, we, we honestly missed out not being in that bubble. Because I that- if you look at Phoenix, Phoenix has a young team like we do. They're starting to gel and play well. Yeah, they yeah. Had that, they had that's that a good point. Time. They have an extra practice time in order to to, uh, be, to actually be prepared for next year. We don't have that. Right. Yeah. Vassa, what you got? I think that, as, especially for a younger team, but I think that I I would use that same example. In the bubble, there are no other distractions. Very, right. Maybe a few, but minimal distractions. <clears throat> so we're there for ball, and that's right. it. You are forced to interact with your teammates more. So you develop better relationships with the guys that you're on the court with. And sometimes, you know, if you're cool off the court, that chemistry translates on the court. So now these guys are now forced. They're away from their families, which they may not like, but they're forced to be immersed in this culture of hoop, which is kind of reminiscent. I hear a lot of people say of like the AAU thing, but It is, and that and that's the way you get to know your players. I think a young team like the Hornets coming into the bubble, being all about basketball, um, without any of the distractions, I think they would have benefited tremendously, tremendously mm-hmm. from that that type of structured, disciplined format. Yeah, no doubt. And 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 I and I know James Borrego was not too happy about uh the Hornets not being in the bubble, man. And and it's especially disappointing for you know, for the, for the 15 people who really do care about the Hornets, it's especially uh, disappointing, you know, to see how we played during the end of the season. Uh, and and we, me and Rodney, we revert to that a lot, man, because we saw some very, very promising things during the end of the season as far as uh, how we were playing, man. And, and, and it's and especially hurt since we're now in the ninth seed and haven't played a game in the bubble. So there's that because – I, I, I got to shout somebody out, man. I, I wish we could. Maybe we'll get him on the show next week. But I got to shout Danny Thompson out because, uh, you know, him and his partner have a podcast that they do every Tuesday. And he was very low on the on the Washington Wizards. And he was like, they have no business in the bubble. <laughs> They're going to struggle. And voila, we're, we're seeing it firsthand. So with them struggling so much, and I, I'll say this. I don't care about what the record says. We are a better team right now than the Washington Wizards are. So it's especially and disappointing and knowing we could have played better. Say it again, Rodney. And the Brooklyn Nets because they, they they didn't bring anybody. They didn't bring anybody. But, see, but so. you guys know the way the, that whole format and how they picked those teams. With the was design in the bubble. Exactly. You got to get your star in the bubble. So that was that was that was devised all so that Zion and the Pelicans were able to qualify for the bubble. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I agree. I, I, to, I totally agree with that. I totally <laughs> right, right. Who who are really struggling, by the way. All right. So Rodney, you came up with a topic today that I'm going to struggle with. The 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 our fun topic and we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to struggle too. All right. So we got about five minutes left. We got to think on the fly. There, if can can we name five fictional TV characters that we would love to hang out with? Rodney, you you presented the topic. You go first. <sighs> I got one. Go. 
I want to hang out with Tommy from Martin because anybody who ain't got no job that, that that can find a way to live his life and to date women and to go out all the time, that's my type of dude. Man. I, 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 how did Tommy pull that off without no job? That, that's that's all I'm saying. I mean, me and Tommy can hang out, man. I want to hang out with Michael Scott from The Office. Mm, good one. Good one. Good one. Why? Tell us why. I mean, like, he's so doofy and funny, but he's a really caring guy, and I think that he would just be fun to hang out with. Like, he's just, he's a, he's like, uh, a, he's a fun guy, like, um, <laughs> oh, I said. Gotcha. Rodney, you got anybody yet? <laughs> he's a fun guy. <laughs> he's a fun guy. Um, <laughs> uh, don't judge me. Uh, Olivia Hope. Why? She was loose, man. She was loose. <laughs> <laughs> Is Candace around, man? <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm thinking like 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, no, but, no, 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 but, but, but honestly. What? <laughs> Look, I'm thinking back. She had connections. No, no, take it back. No, 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 she was loose two minutes ago. No, nah, she got stuff done. I, look, I, I love people that get that actually get. Hey, Vance, I see how you're trying to change it around now. No, you said you wanted to hang out I can't I can't think of her name, but it has I may mean, I, I think I'm the only one that actually watches this. Uh it's a, it's a show that usually comes on Netflix called Dear White People. Do y'all watch that? Nobody? Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Uh so what is what is I, I I'm drawing a blank, man, but there there's a very pretty chocolate girl on Dear uh, White which People. Which one though? Um uh, what the, is her the name? The brown sister or the stuck up black girl? The stuck up black girl. I I I, oh, I would she like played in how to get away with murder too. Yeah, yeah. I would like okay. to hang out with her because she is gorgeous. Lord have mercy. I, we, we we and her can go out anytime. Y'all got some very superficial answers. <laughs> I so. y'all guys are so superficial. I would like to hang out with Raymond Reddington from the Blacklist. Ooh, I don't know if you guys watch that one. show. Good one. Good but one. I love his character. He's smart. He's rich. He's not. I like me and Raymond. Like, I think we could kick it. Like, he gonna pick me up and he's gonna be like, yo, I'm outside. I don't have to do nothing. We gonna go <laughs> shopping. We gonna go on the French Riviera. He's gonna let me see some art and I'll probably be able to come home with a goodie bag. Yes. There you go. And now you focus. Which is a killing too. So that'd be good. There you go. <laughs> Rodney, you got anybody else? I got one more. We'll do three. Man, which is weird. This is weird. You remember that 70s show? Yeah. Red, the dad, Red Foreman. Why? That is weird. Know, he just seemed like he's just cool. You didn't have a drink with him, talk shit, and hang out, man. <laughs> Whatever. All right. <laughs> All right. So, so I guess my last one here, I would like to hang out with Ern from Atlanta because I, 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 I relate to him. Uh, no, listen, uh, listen. Ernest Childish Gambino's character. Ernest Donald Glover's the main oh, character in Atlanta. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would. I, I, I really can relate to that dude, man. 
<laughs> say what? He hops from couch to couch. <laughs> Look, I'm not he saying I'm going to do that. He didn't get settled? He didn't get settled yet? He didn't. He still stayed yeah, with his cousin. Yeah, he still stayed with his cousin. But, but no, I want to hang out with him because I, I, I can kind of relate to his outlook on things. He He's a very intelligent, smart dude that hangs out with these <laughs> real hood. Uh, it, you know what I mean? He, like, he, he has so many different layers. And I think I'm that type of dude, man. I think I can relate to him, man. That, that's it. That's all it was, man. Vash, you got one more before we get out of here? Okay. Now, this is – it's a character, but it's also – the person I won't want to hang out with Issa from Insecure. Of course, of course. She's, I, I, yeah, I think a lot of people would. I think just, I think her character and also in real life is so relatable right. to so many people, man. So I, I think that's a popular answer. Yeah. My last one, I, it's, it's a tie. I want to hang out with Tommy from Power. And uh, no, you, no, you don't. Yes, I you do. Tommy from Power. I'm from Power. And, and uh, Franklin. And Franklin from Snowfall. Oh no! You you got some. You, you, is it something you want to tell us? You got some. You got some hustling dreams or something. I've never. I've never seen Snowfall. I'm from Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> this dude. We, you, 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 you know how we are. <laughs> anyway, this is the note I want to leave on. Well, first and foremost, Vashti, thank you for coming on with us. Said such you, you, you know, I always so love coming out. Sorry for the technical issues. Yeah, I don't it's know all what's good. going on with my Wi-Fi. Look, man. Hey, look. We we all we all making adjustments these days. You, you know, you was on you you was on that Teddy Riley today. It's all good though. But <laughs> it's all, I'm just messing. Yeah, no, 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 look, the earthquake messed it up for her. We we, we give her that. We give her that excuse. That's all yeah. it was. Right. But but here's how I want to here's how I want to end the show. Rodney, you were doing something and listening to something before we got on today. What what's your theme song today, man? In my earthquake, hey, you made my earthquake. That's I was like, what the hell is that? I think I've heard that before. Tyler, Tyler the creator. Yeah. Oh, I like I like Tyler the creator. Vash Some of his songs. Let's ignore Jamal and me and you talk. So, who won the battle? Two Chains or Rick Ross? Oh, come on. Come on. Oh. Uh, uh, Rose. Uh. Rose. Right that's my nickname. Oh, so that's all for the my big bang. I bought it ground up. You bought it renovated. Oh, <laughs> Yo. On that, that note, oil down on the convoy, man. Yes, energy. On that, on that note, thank you for joining us, everyone. <laughs> we will see you next week. Hopefully, we're not talking about whack versus battles. Oh my Love god, you. I'm such a Jamal. Jamal. What's Jamal, up, man? Guess what's what? Up? What's up? Black don't write his rhymes, but I see you guys. Whatever. Whatever. BS. <laughs> Lies. Peace.